Play these and gentle man. This is the AI review. Welcome. Welcome back. As always, we'll be dissecting the various implementations of AI as it applies to the real world. Would you say a department store is real, Vince? Yes, it is. You're right. And the department store in question will be using AI to improve the shopping experience. Also, we're going to look at a recommendation service that is adding some smarts via image processing. Mmm, also very real. And in Bot Wars, we're going to get so real that we're only going to talk about weather and politics. It's an extra real show about artificial intelligence. This is the AI Review. Macy's recently introduced an AI tool that I've been waiting for forever but couldn't be bothered to build for myself. It is basically a mobile browse that is accessing Macy's store data so that customers can ask questions of the Macy's mobile companion. That's what they're calling it. It's a little bit of light AI functionality added to the in-store experience. It's a modern-day mobile store map without the filthy finger marks on it. It's unique to each location, and once they've inputted all the correct geo and store specifics, it can roll out across the entire fleet of stores. Are stores a fleet? I don't know. I'm not nautical. They've added some basic NLP, but more like you get a stock answer from a decision tree with some randomized results. And there's a bit of IBM Watson in the back end with some smarts in quotation marks. Um, with the Watson presets, I'm assuming they're doing some basic tone analysis and natural language classifiers to make for a more human experience. Hopefully they're planning on building their own stack on Torch or similar and using their biggest assets to their advantage, which is their Macy's. They've been around a long time and they probably have a ton of data from inquiries they've received from customers. If they have strong ICP segments that have evolved over decades and driven the linear models alongside some more generalized AI to pinpoint interesting feature relationships that don't often occur in the training data, then what you're looking at is something that could actually move the needle on in-store sales. And it's amazing how focused you can get when you isolate clusters and ask the right questions. I love that Macy's is on this kick and believe that every physical retailer should be thinking this way about the in-store experience. There's one important bit I need to mention that we haven't seen from this release. At the moment, you can't find the bot online. And this is so often the case with bots generally. We spend all this time creating these amazing conversational mechanisms and then the consumer can't find them after you get all this press around a release. You need to get on the potential customer's phones right away. The whole point of these things is they open a connection with your consumer that doesn't feel intrusive or spammy. You're giving them something in return for their time that feels natural and human, which means you can pop in and say, yo, we're Macy's, how you doing this weekend? If that's the tone of voice Macy's is going for, which I'm sure it is, very Microsoft. This is the AI Review. Yelp, I love you, I use you, I want you to be better. We need a better rating system for our dollar. And maybe this will help? When in doubt, throw some AI at it. In this case, it's image recognition and it's kinda awesome. Yelp have realized that there are limitations to the current method of image recognition and they're starting with that stuff first. The stuff you can do right now. The small stuff, but interesting stuff. By using image segmentation, they're pulling out key features they can isolate right now and using that scalable data collection to add richness to their sometimes one-dimensional posts. 
They're taking a massive database of food pictures that have been uploaded by users, and they're actually doing something awesome with them. So it's basically using predictive attribute labels for restaurants to help users with their nuanced needs. So when done properly, Yelp will have a model that automatically tags restaurants with rich information just from a user's photo. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but actually a photo without too much noise and digital distortion can be worth tens of thousands of words. Not to mention the number of transitive relationships between features. We touched on this in a previous episode, transitive as it relates to partial order relations and equivalence relations. A quick description, but without losing an hour down the transitive relationships wormhole, R over a set of X is transitive. If whenever an element A is related to an element B, and B is related to C, then A is related to C. So, in Yelp's case, men in Miami in their 20s like chicken on pizza. People that like chicken on pizza also like chicken fried rice. Men in Miami like chicken fried rice. And a lot of chicken. Those guys, they kill the chicken. Literally. The classic example, George is shorter than John. John is shorter than Paul. Therefore, George is shorter than Paul. And a really smart training model could figure out that none of them had anything to do with writing Yellow Submarine. And the recommendation engine would know not to play that song. To keep things cool with Ringo. This is what will help Yelp predict attribute labels for restaurants using user-submitted photos. And it applies to any business that uses social media as a way of connecting or researching an audience. This is where the time you've put into social can finally drive verifiable returns. It's the future, properly. Rainia has been working on this stuff a lot recently, and I've been doing a lot of research and fantasizing about a time when we'll be able to accurately identify the dish and then pair it with our own personal taste profile that we build ourselves online. And then the ingredients and the wine and oh my god, the cheese. But for now, most of us would just be happy to have a social photo filter of the cartoon heat coming off the apple pie. Rainia, did you ever play with Google's stab at machine learning around food identification. I think it was called I'm Two Calories. I did. I gotta, I gotta keep an eye on this stuff. I gotta keep it tight. They attempted to quantify the amount of calories on a plate using deep learning. It was a bit dank, but it was a bit ago. They basically determined the depth of each pixel in an image, slapped on some pattern recognition, and tried to draw connections. It was more a pairing of images based on top layer appearance. So they know a piece of pie has 1200 calories and it was a certain size in relation to the depth of field of a pixel. And then there was something like X margin of error that they knew uneaten pie would be X calories based on size. This is the AI review. Now it's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Bot Wars. I'm walking at the door, heading down the hall. Step into, is it meeting room four? Is it four? Yeah, so just to get you ready for the greatness of Bot Wars, today we'll be pitting the Weather Channel against Google Search. In episode 313, we got into Kick and KickBots and the Weather Channel's WeatherBot on Kick, which is what I'll be using today against my mama as she drives Google to find the same answer. If you're crazy interested in weather predictions as they relate to business, Check out the AI review episode 313 
We went off on a tangent about Deep Thunder. I think it's close to the end. But back on track. AI. Bot Wars. AI. Today on a very real episode of Bot Wars, we're going to talk weather and politics. My mom will be driving Google and I will be driving the bots. And we will see which empty text box allows us to get to the answer most efficiently. I want you to find um, an article about Donald Trump on CNN. That idiot. You know what one of my seniors calls him? What? They call him the Punch and Judy show. Do you think Donald Trump will be a good president? No, I think Donald Trump is an idiot. I think he's an idiot. I think he's unprofessional. And he's not going to make a very good president. At least Hillary will make at least a bit better president. Okay, so I'm back up to search again. T-R-U-M. And I'm in the CNN bot for Messenger. Get started. I'll send you top stories every day. If you get lost, just help. Just type help. Or use a few words to tell me about what you want to know about, more about. For example, you could type headlines, Rio Olympics, or politics. Top stories. Stories for you, ask CNN. And I just want Donald. Okay. Trump. Don't want him. Just want him. Okay, this week's Donald, Donald Trump. Trump to a Biden. Oh, there's a lot of stuff you want to do. I have three different stories about Donald. Usually five is a better number on the carousel, but three is enough. Use one or two words to tell me what you want to know about. For example, you could write space or politics. Show me something Awesome. See what it thinks about that. Try again. Use a few words to tell me good reads. Not sure I understand what you're looking for. So they're they're pushing me back down the decision tree. So they haven't built any smarts into this bot to understand what someone is writing. It makes for a bit of a frustrating experience. Let's do top stories. And Trump is in the top story as well. It's interesting. They gave me Donald Trump top story, which is he regrets saying something, oddly. And um, they, when I when I search for Donald Trump stories, that story didn't come up. The good thing is, though, when you go via top story, they give you five options from the carousel. And it's, it's not bad. It's, it's not great, but it's not bad. It feels like a first version of what you do when given a new toy to play with, which is, let's just take everything we're doing in our mobile experience and dump it into Messenger, and then just, that's it. But the whole point of a chatbot is to make it feel conversational, not to just replicate your mobile site inside of a conversational interface. So adding a little bit of smarts to the back end will make all the difference in the world, which is one of the reasons we set up IV in the first place, because dumb bots are not going to drive anything anywhere. So as far as bot words are concerned, the bot did find a story via search in the same way that my mom found the story via search. My mom also found some funny stuff she thought was great. Oh my God, and the picture of him here is even like an idiot. He looks like The Simpsons. So. Really, it's a Google win. 
and Google is also slightly faster. Bot wars. Bot wars. This time I'll be using the Weather Channel's Kickbot, and Mom will be using Google. Let's go. Hey Vince, I'll send you a daily forecast to make sure you're ready for what the day has in store. To get started, just tell me your city or zip code. Okay, so. In Toronto. Weather. And Geo. Yes, I do. Awesome. I'll send you notifications at 7 a.m. You can change this if you like. Right now, it's, you know, Toronto-y. Summertime in Toronto. The bot is doing something super important that all bots should do. It works in the notification schedule with the user on the first journey through the bot. So. The Weather Channel is asking me if I would like to send, it, if I would like to receive weather notifications at 7 a.m. or if I would like to have it at some other time. So 7 a.m. is the preset, and I would like to say I would rather have videos. Here are some video categories that I can choose from: weather. They give me five options. Cool weather, awesome, great weather. I don't understand. That wasn't. I was. I just wanted to schedule weather schedule let me see if I left the type schedule weather forecast how about selecting from the pics below I want to schedule a weather forecast this isn't thinking and now it's crashed AI review so as far as bot wars are concerned with the first use case finding the weather what is the weather Google search and the bot came to the same answer in pretty much the same amount of time. Mostly sunny, 24 degrees, 23 degrees, 19, down to 19. It gave me an answer and I think it's probably the correct answer. And for that simple use case, the bot worked well. It went wrong when the Weather Channel tried to add in some complexity that was in an extra use case, but it didn't walk me through the funnel in a way that made sense to my human brain. Every single day this weather bot is live if it's being used. It can get smarter, or at least the team behind it can look at the analytics and say, this is where the consumer is falling off. So the lesson is to keep it simple. A-I-A-I. We've been getting a lot of questions to the bot about where the name IV came from. Um, and no, we're not Romans and it's not a Roman numeral thing. It's actually IV is just a mirror image of AI. It all came from that idea of having that just initial block and then that block separating out. Um, it's a visual trick, but it looks cool. And we like the name IV, so we called it IV. On the next show, we're going to do something quite challenging. We're getting into customer service bots. How do you make sense of your current data? And how do you bump and roll on the fly? It's going to be crazy. So you might want to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. We're new to iTunes. We spend most of our time growing on SoundCloud. But we're now on iTunes. And if you're there and listening from iTunes, please do give us your support. And subscribe and review if you fancy it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Enjoy your night or day. Goodbye now.